0: Hello, everybody. Today, I have with me the gorgeous soul, Joy Yvette. Joy is a conscious parent guide, helping her clients find more joy, calm, clarity, and stability in their parenting experience. Who doesn't want more of that? (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here today, Joy. Please let my audience know how did you get to this chapter of your life?
1: Oh, God, thank you so much for having me today. I am so full. A positive emotion to be here and connect with you. And again, as you said, my name is Joy Yvette Ivey. I am a conscious parenting guide. And what led me here is my journey as a parent. I have been a married parent <laughs> and I have been a single parent. And my two glorious daughters are now aged 27 years young and 23 years young. And I have a wealth, of expertise and knowledge and methodologies that actually work to rear emotionally healthy, socially responsible, and spiritually empowered souls. And that is what led me to this very moment. I, over the past couple of years, have been in the most creative season of my life as I have reared them and they've grown up and I have more time dedicated to me.
0: So wait, are you saying that this whole parenting experience is not supposed to come naturally to us and that we're supposed to wing it? Are you telling me that there is actually a formula?
1: Uh, Actually, yes, just like anything else. And anything is hard if you don't know what you're doing. So Mm. making an omelet is really, really hard if you don't know how to do it. Parenting is really, really hard if you don't know what to do. Now, there is no formula, if you will, a cookie cutter approach that's going to meet the needs of every parent or person in a parenting role and every child, right? Mm. However, there are frameworks and methodologies that can be applied to create a customized system that works for your family.
0: So how is it that you help your clients create that customized framework?
1: Yes. So I do have, I own a proprietary framework. And once we connect and I gather their vision, their goals, their values for their family and plug it into my framework, we then go deeper and then create a customized plan. Sometimes that involves a reevaluation of belief systems. Sometimes it's the uncovering of beliefs that a person really didn't realize was there and that's causing the abrasion, if you will. Sometimes it is being more consistent as a parent. Consistency and love are key in a parent-child relationship. And sometimes consistency lacks because we're human. We get tired and our children know what buttons to push to wear us down. So consistency is key as well. And it's simply a reevaluation of those belief systems being consistent and then making application and the family unit is much more cohesive and
0: cooperative. Where are you seeing most parenting uh, challenges?
1: Mm. I see a lot of parenting challenges when parents aren't clear. Parents are the authority. Parents are the parents. And we should never relinquish our authority to our children. We are put here to guide them. As I mentioned at the outset in my introduction, the key component or the key goal for every parent or anyone in a parenting role is to rear a child to emotional health, social responsibility, and spiritual empowerment. And when parents deviate from those goals, whatever they mean for their family, that's where I see a lot of friction and a lot of upheaval, if you will, in the family unit. So nothing is ever perfect. My daughters are now 27 years young and 23 years young. And they are very much alike and polar opposites. So there's no one way, as they were even growing up, one would be crying and the other laughing. And I would wonder, is the daughter that's laughing? Did she pinch the daughter that's not? (laughs) But their personalities are so different that it took time to learn them. And to make application for what was most beneficial to them at that point in time. Ensuring that a child is heard without relinquishing your parental authority is key.
0: And I love what you just said about two creatures that belong to you. And I say belong quotation marks, you know, like you, you created, they came through you. <laughs> Completely different personalities. Having Indeed, just to that I, that that was something that shocked me because I thought oh I have these little creatures that I'm going to mold to my you know belief systems and values and they will just almost like an like an algorithm you know if I enter the right data the the right outcome will come out and then I had two completely different children and and I, having to adjust that okay so for this child I need more discipline for this child I need more uh, guidance for that was that was a real challenge for me. Yes, same here. For
1: one of my daughters, it was, hey, do this, do it this way. And I want it done in the next five minutes. And I needed to break it down so simply and not overcomplicate the instructions that I was giving her because I was parenting with a list for her very early on. Okay, I need this and this and this and this done. And it was overload and she wasn't processing No developmental delays, no learning disabilities. It was simply overload. And so I learned very early not to operate in that manner with her and that energy. I wanted to show up in my full joy, and I wanted her full cooperation. And so I learned to break it down in nuggets. With my youngest daughter, I could provide her with a list, and she was done almost as I was finishing giving her the list. Mm. It was incredible. The two very different blessings that God gave me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, listening to Dr. Shefali from the, I mean, she's, I'm sure you know her. And, I love um, her, absolutely. You know, the, with a Conscious Family book. And um, I remember she mentioned once in one of her videos, like sometimes it's even the way that we communicate to them. We need to shift it. And and she said for, for boys especially, they may have a hard time keeping eye contact. So yes. I thought it was very, very important and I was when I was having a, a relevant conversation with my son that I needed him to understand, I would look at him very intently, you know, and be like, here, focus on me. And, and then she was explaining that's actually really triggering for, for a lot of boys, that, that yes. age group. And she said, it's actually much better if you have that conversation in the car as you're looking forward, he's looking forward, so he will actually be able to hear you better. And I remember at the time, I like, I don't think that's true. Well, I gave it a go. Did you test the theory? I tested the theory. That's where I have all the serious conversations with my son now. Because that's the only time that he can actually relax enough to hear me. With my daughter, the complete opposite. My daughter is like, here, focus. And we intensely look at each other. And that's how she keeps the, the, the focus going. With my son, completely different story. And, and I was just so shocked to even hear that little change in the context the where are we having this conversation, how we completely dramatically change the outcome.
1: Yes. Yes. So interesting and so true. I found that to be true. And the younger they are, the lower to the ground I was. So I would always get to their level and make that eye contact. I don't think I would make it intense. They probably think that I did. Um, But then as they grew up, they're both a bit taller than me. I'm only 5'3". They're both taller than me. And so now it's a meeting of the eyes. And it's, it's that engagement and just making sure that I'm calm in my energy, that they're feeling as calm and relaxed as I'm speaking to them. Because now they're no longer young children. So it's a different Communication style. Still guiding, but they're young adults.
0: Isn't that another trip that nobody explained to us about parenting? It's like I, I always feel like parenting is the most challenging job, basically because nobody gives us the guidelines. Like what kind of job, career, situation you encounter that you're like thrown to the fire? You're you're given these little bundles of joy, also known as I have no idea how you function, creature. And then you have absolutely no reference besides what your parents did, how they raised you, which very often we don't even want to follow that template. And then pretty much every two years, the, the paradigm changes as they grow and they go from, oh, this is an infant to this is a child, teenager, and now grown up. What is What is your advice for that changing of seasons that also involves changing on how you consciously parent them?
1: Oh, this is so, so good. So let's start with the belief systems of our parents. And earlier when I mentioned belief systems and unpacking those and reevaluating and redefining what that looks like for our family is so key and necessary. We are in an age where belief systems that our parents had sometimes are not the healthiest and healthy love and healthy limit rules over here. So that means that our parents sometimes were reared, depending upon the generation, but were reared in a way where they were not heard. It was a, because I said so. And many times the child didn't even ask why. They were told that one time, maybe twice, well, why? Because I said so, and it was just because mom or dad said so. So they weren't heard, their feelings and emotions were not taken into consideration, and it was a dictatorship, very much so. So those belief systems need to be unpacked. From infancy all the way through young adulthood, what I've seen is that discipline through each stage is what has supported me. And of course I didn't know this initially, but even a six month old can be disciplined. Now, what do I mean when I say discipline? Well, the word discipline means to train or to teach. And so from infancy, children can be taught and, and belief systems and values can be inculcated within them. So a six month old learns very quickly that you want him or her to stay placed as you change their diaper. They learn that. That's discipline. It's training or teaching. A toddler, when you have his or her attention, you should give direction. Eye contact is important at that stage because you want them to understand, oh, no, I'm serious. No, thank you or thank you. Please do this now. Sometimes physically removing the child from one task or focus and putting them in another area. I want you to focus on this now. That's discipline, training and teaching. And so it carries on all the way through adulthood. As you train and teach and you're consistent, we come back to that word consistency again. Children then learn to become empowered. You're able to ask questions and trigger their thought stimulus response, which is the ability to think, to make decisions, to respond to situations, and to develop them. And that is what we want. Mm,
0: I love it. I have a question for you. When it comes to parenting, I feel like we, especially in the last 10, 15 years, we've been thrown into this new paradigm of screens. And 2020, when you know, everything happened through a screen. Um, that's where I personally kind of gave in. I had been very strict, uh, very disciplined about screens and computer games and those interactions. And then 2020 was just like, uh, we're in survival mode, anything goes. Um, but I, I find that a lot of parents are suffering and are are, are struggling, let's say that mm-hmm. way, on how to find that discipline, that um, o- almost like boundaries around this Mm. things that are so addictive and so appealing to our children what is your perspective on how to support our children best when it comes to this um, new paradigm
1: yeah past 10 15 years those kids were born pointing and clicking and swiping they came out of the womb pointing and clicking and swiping (laughs) that is all they know this is the age that they were born So my 23-year-old was born in 2000, and any time she and her friends hear about something that happened in the 90s, it's, oh my goodness, it's a shock factor almost, because they can't believe that that's so old, that's so long ago, she got here in 2000. And so that generation, pointing and clicking and swiping is what they know, And so we just need to temper that. When we went into the global lockdown, we were locked down. We were cut off from other humans as we knew our interactions to be at that time. We were then rerouted, if you will, to the screen. And I can connect with Olga online. And that became the new normal. And here we are shifting again, easing back and some are full um, full throttle back into face-to-face contact depending upon their comfort level and easing back into getting together social gatherings and human contact, we need to then temper it. We have to be patient with ourselves. as fully grown adults, I'm still working every day to remain in alignment to connect, and ground into my highest self, and to ensure that I am stable, that my mental health is taken care of, that that of my family is taken care of, that we are engaging with one another so much more than the screen time. I think we can give a little to parents who may be struggling There are boundaries that need to be in place. Make no mistake, I am not saying, oh, give your 11-year-old free reign to be on an iPhone, an iPad, and an Apple Watch for 14 hours a day. Absolutely not. However, there are boundaries that could be put in place between these hours and these hours, you absolutely may have access. And here is a further boundary. This is who you may communicate with. Because we also need to know who they're contacting online. Yes or yes? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. As, as we then are make creating boundaries, that's what I want to say. As we are creating those boundaries, we want to make sure that any time that is left open or that has voids, if you will, we have to fill that time. So our children don't need to be entertained 24-7. That's not what I'm saying. But why don't we as parents, and this is where conscious parenting comes into play again, being committed to carving out time and being conscious and present throughout those moments of time when we say, okay, for 45 minutes, I'm going to sit and talk to my son or daughter and we're going to do an activity. It's, it's not a, a drill. It's not a military drill. It's genuine connection. I'm going to do something they really enjoy doing that, oh my gosh, if I could roll my eyes three times really quickly, I would do it, but they really enjoy it. I'm going to set up an activity that we've never done before, um, miniature golf, uh, anything. This, the first thing that comes to mind is so much fun as a family activity. It's so much fun. And so there are opportunities for parents to really connect with their children. We can give a little and we can ensure that we're setting up time so that it is very conscious and it is very
0: present. Yeah. One of the changes that I did this year, which I absolutely love is as, as a mother, um, you end up doing a lot of Ubering your children from one yeah. <laughs> event to another extracurriculum activity. And and I've always felt like that was not in alignment with me. I was not the soccer mom type of <laughs> sit through all these games and plus. Talk about I'm from Spain. I don't understand games, American games. I don't understand baseball, football. I I go to those things. You don't like the
1: uncompensated, endless driving around of your children. What? Oh, my
0: gosh. (laughs) It's funny because when I sit with other moms, that's what they all complain about. And I remember going like this could be a solution to this. And I decided, you know what? I'm actually going to bring my children into my activities, the sports that I like. So recently my husband and I picked up pickleball and I was like, well, children, guess what? You're gonna learn pickleball with us. Of course, it wasn't easy. Of course, there's been a lot of complaining and like, I don't wanna do this. At the beginning, now they look forward to it. And now instead of me having to drive them to a baseball game where then I sit there for four hours going, is my child winning, losing what's going on here? We actually play together. We're learning the the game together. It's such a bonding time for the entire family. And I'm talking my husband, my 15 year old boy, my 11 year old daughter, myself, which is the team that we need. And we're having fun, we are playing together. That's such an incredible connection time where they're off the screens, they're learning a sport, we're being physically active. I feel like it's a win-win for everyone. And and it's so funny because it took me a while to figure out how am I going to do this so I don't feel guilty. But I want to say there is so many places in parenting where we feel a lot of guilt. We feel like we're failing. We feel like we're not doing the right thing. Um, How do you support your clients through that overwhelming feeling of I'm not doing as good as I should be doing?
1: Oh, yes. The same way I got support, I needed help. And I have a wonderful support system and have over the years. And the same way that I continue to support myself is by way of We're not perfect. So let's put that out there first and foremost. When we feel like we're not doing our best, we need to take a step back and reassess and reevaluate and get the help that we need. Guidance and support is so key. Building a community around the parenting values that you want to emulate and the parenting role, the way that you want to show up in your family. That's It's so important. Everyone that you bring in to your community needs to have that same dedication to your core values. They need to understand your boundaries, and they need to operate in full healthy limits and healthy love. So we've touched on those two uh, components of my framework, healthy limits and healthy love. And that is exactly what that looks like. It is doing your very best and best is in quotes because we are constantly pivoting to ensure that we're giving our children what they need. So what is your best today may not be your best tomorrow, but if you are conscious and if you are aware and if you are present, now you're in a healthy place to pivot and then provide that.
0: That's amazing advice. Joy, you're so full of wisdom. People want to work with you if they want to learn more about your proprietary system and how you can support them. Where can they find you?
1: Absolutely. I'm on Instagram. My username is underscore. I am Joy Yvette, J-O-I-Y-V-E-T-T-E. I am Joy Yvette. And I am also on Facebook. I have a private Facebook community, Conscious Parenting. And we'll make sure the links are connected. Yes. So that you just click on the link and you'll find my private Facebook community. And I look forward to connecting with anyone who wants to connect and dive deeper. I also have on my Instagram, there's a link in my bio that provides freebies to the conscious parenting community there are affirmations there's some good stuff in there so go and download your freebie as well click on that link in my bio
0: yes go and and connect with joy Uh, bring that joy into your parenting start learning from her and all the resources that she's put together because you're doing incredible work to support as parents who are confused and overwhelmed and full of guilt, and it doesn't need to be that way. So I Thanks love that. It. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You. The last two questions that I have for all my guests. Are you ready for them? Yes. Yes. So I would love to know where do you see your next great chapter?
1: My next great chapter, I am in the most creative season of my life. I know I mentioned that that started a few years ago. My daughters are fully grown young adults now. And my next great chapter includes expansion of myself and my brand in every area of my life, full expansion, joy and pleasure and love and bliss and magnetizing all of my good to me. That's what my next great chapter includes. (laughs) Yes.
0: And what do you think the world's next great chapter is going to be?
1: I think the world's next great chapter is full of love and personal power. We have lived a most recent season where we have seen a bit of the opposite. And I'm going to speak to the love and personal power that lives inside of all of us we are all worthy. We just don't recognize it at the same time. And I think that that love and that personal power is going to rise up and it is going to become what's most prevalent in the world.
0: That's so beautiful. Like you we kept repeating throughout this podcast, healthy love, healthy limits. Yes. Let's, let's bring that on. Yes. Judge- I love supporting others in that way. This has been such a joyful podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you,
1: Olga. I'm so grateful for this invitation. We met through a mutual friend and I am just super pleased. My heart is overflowing. I am truly, truly excited to have connected with you in this way and truly grateful and look forward to our blossoming friendship.
0: Yes. Shout out to our friend, Annette, who is putting together a community of incredible healers, coaches, guides uh, through her uh, software company. So, so happy that we met. And yeah, let's continue the conversation. Let's continue raising uh, conscious children and parents who have more joy, calm and and love. So thank you so much. And for everybody else, I'll see you next week. Aloha. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadult.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.